Bible. <coughs> the Bible reading is from John chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. Found on page 1076 in the Church Bibles. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello, my name's Joe. Um, I'm sort of part of the team here and a teacher. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Joe. That's the that's the key <laughs> the key fact you need to know. Let's pray very quickly. Heavenly Daddy, we just ask that you will speak your words through me, through this Bible passage, that you will speak to the hearts and minds of each and every one of us, and that you'll help all of us grow in our knowledge and love of you. Amen. So when I think of shepherds, I think of little fluffy clouds with legs wandering around a beautiful green hill and running streams of water and a shepherd sitting having a cup of tea out of a thermos flask and um, sort of little lambs frolicking around and totally historically inaccurate Um, but that's kind of the mental picture I have in my head when I hear shepherds and sheep. Actually in biblical times shepherds were considered to be sort of the lowest of all society They would spend most of their year out roaming around the wilderness trying to keep together this big bunch of unruly, smelly, a bit scabby sheep who wanted to go anywhere except where the shepherd wanted them to go. Um, They would frequently get themselves stuck on outcrops or caught in brambles in the arid wasteland whilst they sought out food and pools of still water. Did you know sheep will only drink from pools of still water? They don't like drinking from running water. Fun fact. I learned that this week. Thought I'd It makes Psalm 23 a whole lot more exciting. Um, so shepherds lived outside. They watched their sheep by day and protected them by night from passing wolves, bears, mountain lions, anyone who fancied a lamb sandwich. 
that's mostly me, I love a lamb sandwich, um, and it wasn't an easy life. And yet Jesus compares himself to a shepherd. King David in the Old Testament was a shepherd before he killed Goliath and it all got very exciting. Yet society despised shepherds for being dodgy and smelly. If the shepherds came into town, everyone would be locking up their valuables and their daughters and anything else that wasn't sort of nailed down. So why on earth would Jesus say that he was the good shepherd? Why would he compare himself to these people who were kind of not very well thought of? Largely, Jesus does not give a jot about hierarchy or importance or status or position. Throughout the Old Testament and throughout the New Testament, God and Jesus are compared to shepherds who protect, who care, who love their sheep, regardless of how shepherds were viewed. Jesus cares for his flock. And like a a shepherd, he loves his sheep. He will do whatever is necessary to look after them. And as we are the ultimate sheep, oh, that's cool. Sorry, total tangent, that is cool. Sorry, very impressive. So no matter who we are, as Jesus' sheep, no matter who we are, no matter what we do, no matter what we have done, our past, our future, our present, we are loved because he is the shepherd who loves us. I remember hearing years ago that the good shepherd smells like his sheep. If Jesus says he is the good shepherd, that means he spent a lot of time with his sheep. Jesus wasn't a God who sat up on a big mountain and went playing with humans like toys, going, I like you, have nice stuff. I don't like you, be ill. He wasn't that sort of God like the Greeks or the Roman gods of um, yesteryear. Jesus came to live among us as one of us, feeling our hurts and our pains because he knows them. He lived them. The pain of losing someone, Jesus knows exactly what that was like. He lived it. The pain of rejection by friends, by family. The pain of hurt, he lived among us. And so is the good shepherd because he cares for his sheep and he smells like us because he lived among us. This is a total tangent, and just bear with me here. If you are a leader, if you are in any sort of leadership position, whether you've got a team at work or you lead a small group or you just influence people, do you smell like your sheep? Do you smell like the people you lead, that you work with, that you come alongside? Are you connected to them? Do you care about them, love them? Or are you kind of distant on a pedestal, sort of just reaping the rewards of what they do? Be like Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate leader. He smells like his sheep. Do we smell like our sheep? Do I smell like my sheep? That's a, yes, it's a thought. Anyway, total tangent, not relevant. Well, it is relevant. Anyway, total tangent, sorry. The good shepherd wants his sheep safe in a pen. And at night, they used to gather their sheep together into a sort of a cave, if there was a local cave, or they kind of make a little pen, sort of um, walls of rock, stone, yeah, around the edge, or even just branches. And then there'd be a small gate. And the shepherd would sleep in that gateway to stop the sheep going out and to stop dodgies getting in. Um, Which is why actually Jesus says earlier on in the passage that he is the gate because he he's a good shepherd. He sleeps in the gate to stop dodgy things getting into the pen and to stop the sheep escaping. Jesus wants all of his sheep safe. He wants them safe in the pen. He hates the idea of anyone being left out to the dangers and the ravages of the wild. Sheep outside the pen are in danger of being eaten. 
getting themselves caught, getting trapped, not having access to water. There's a whole world of dangers if you're outside the pen. But if you're in the pen, you're safe. Jesus in the passage refers to other sheep who weren't the sheep in the fold. And at this point in time, lots of Jews believed that the Messiah, the Saviour, Jesus, was just coming for other Jews. But actually, Jesus makes it really clear he was coming to save everyone, not just Jewish people, but Gentiles, non-Jews as well. He wants everyone safe. He wants them protected from harm. He wants them in the sheepfold, just as he does for us. He wants us all to know and live his loving protection. In the passage, Jesus says several times that the good shepherd is willing to lay down his life for his sheep. Literally throwing himself in front of a bear, body blocking a mountain lion. I would not want to body block a mountain lion, but that's what Jesus is talking about. He is willing to do that. Um, Anything to stop the sheep being a snack. Being a shepherd was not a safe job and it was not an easy job. But the more and more time you spend with the sheep, the more you get to know them. The more you get to know their personalities, they're not just little woolly clouds wandering around with legs eating stuff and going, meh. We have, um, we have a dog. Um, we are besotted with our dog. He's called Brock. He's black and white and he's nuts, um, but he's brilliant. Um, my dad then, a year or so later, went and got his own black and white furry dog. It was basically the new and improved model of Brock um, called Woody. And initially, when my dad sent me a photo of this dog, I said, why are you sending me a picture of my dog? Um, I know what he looks like. He's there. And it wasn't. It was Woody. And they look very, very alike. They're both Collie Spaniel crosses. Um, same breed, same everything. Yes. But the more time we spend with Woody and Brock, the more we realise they are so different. Our dog, very well behaved. <laughs> Mostly well behaved. Woody, absolute lunatic. We'll just run around like a loon in circles. In Yes, he's mad. They are utterly, utterly different. And yet, visitors always get them mixed up. They think one is one and the other is the other. They just get really confused. And that, I no longer understand it. How can you possibly think Woody and Brock are the same dog? They look totally different. They act totally different. They have totally different personalities. It's the same when I teach twins. You first meet them, it's like, I'm never going to be able to tell these two apart. And the more you get to know them, the more different you realise they are. It's like, how could I possibly think that this one's this one? And it's the same with a shepherd. The more you get to know your sheep, really know them, their personalities, their foibles, likes and dislikes. When you know them, you know what they're like and you want to protect them. You would be willing to sacrifice yourself to protect them, even though they're just a sheep. Jesus feels like that for us. Even if we don't know him, he knows us. He loves us. Our personalities, he loves our foibles, he loves our strengths, he loves our weaknesses. He wants to protect us. He wants to keep us safe. He wants us to know that he is near, that he is with us. He wants us to know that he will never give up on us. He will never walk out on us, regardless of what we have done. He wants us to know that he will always find him, find us if we want him to, like the sure story of the lost sheep. He wants us to know that he loves us. And for all of us, he would lay down his life. He has laid down his life. He would body block a mountain lion for us. He would get in the way of us and a bear to try and protect us. Well, to protect us. And he does it voluntarily. No one's asking him to. You needn't ask him. It's just what he wants to do because he loves us, because he knows us.
I'm always struck um, when there are shootings or attacks in schools, like the shootings in America. It's always the teachers get hit first because the teachers are there getting in front of their students trying to protect them. Because as a teacher, that's what you do. You know your kids. You've got to protect them. As a teacher, this, this instinct kicks in. It's like, I've got to defend my children. And that's exactly what Jesus did, but on an even greater scale, without question, without reason, without regard for who we are or what we have done. He chose to lay down his life for each of us, for every person that ever was and for every person that will ever be and for every person that ever is. He steps in front of us and he died so that we don't have to. He takes the punishment. We deserve because we can't stop being selfish. We can't stop being proud. We can't stop hurting other people and hurting ourselves because we sin. He steps in front of that punishment and he takes it on himself. In the passage, Jesus is saying what will happen. And it does happen on the cross. He was nailed and hung there to die. Why? Because he is the good shepherd. He will never run away and hide. He will always protect and care for his sheep. And let's face it, in many ways, we are like sheep. Um, I'm sure there's DNA. I think we're very closely connected DNA-wise to bananas, but we're also probably very closely connected DNA-wise to sheep. Um, We wander off. We decide, I'm going this way. That grass looks nice. I'll head this way. Um, We decide that what we want is more important than where the shepherd is trying to tell us. Um, That patch of grass over there, definitely more exciting than this patch of grass. I don't care that you think it's dangerous. I'm going for that one. Um, We're sheep. We want and need a shepherd who smells like us, who knows us, who loves us, and who will sacrifice himself for us. And when we let Jesus be the good shepherd, we hear his voice. We'll hear him going, no! Or, mountain lion, stop! We'll we'll hear his voice, we'll know, we'll be able to respond to it. Um, Jesus is the good shepherd that we all need, regardless of whether we feel like we deserve it. Because to be honest, none of us deserve it, but he does it anyway. That's the awesomeness of him. If you want to know more about this Good Shepherd, then the Alpha course is a cracking course. Really interesting, really fun. And it's partly presented by the woman who does swashbucklers, for those of you with kids. I got very excited when I realised that, um, because we spend a lot of time watching swashbucklers these days. Um, I just want to finish off reading the words of Psalm 120... No, Psalm 23, not 123. Very different psalm. It's written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. But it is an absolutely perfect reflection of Jesus, the good shepherd, and his relationship with us, where we let him in, when we let him be the good shepherd to us. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He lets me rest. He leads me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid because you are close beside me. And I think some of us are walking through dark valleys at the time, at this point in time, whether it's work-related, illness-related families, who knows, but we're working through those dark valleys where it's tough, where it's hard. But we don't need to be afraid because he is close beside us. His rod and his staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love 
will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.